Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooke Service, and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all-too-confusing fitness and nutrition industry. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through my last 30 days where I've been showing you how to lose fat sustainably without giving up all your favorite foods and drinks, aka you'll still be able to live your life. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes, and let's dive in. If you guys follow me on Instagram and TikTok, you know that over the last 30 days, I have been in a fat loss phase, and I have been bringing you guys along for the journey, doing daily vlogs, jumping on my stories a lot, just really trying to show you guys what it looks like to sustainably lose fat, because my goal as a fitness coach is really just to show you guys that you don't have to give up all your favorite foods and drinks in order to lose weight. I want you feeling confident in the fact that you don't need restriction and instead you can really live a full life while also making progress towards your fitness goals. So I really wanted to record this podcast to kind of tie everything together, talk about how I actually went about this cut, how I stayed consistent when things got tough because they did, and ultimately what my results were. So before we dive in, I do want to mention that this is the exact strategy I use with my one-on-one weight loss clients. I didn't do anything special or unique to really like crank up the dial for myself. I truly use the strategies that I used for all my clients who want amazing results without giving up their entire life. So the strategies, I'm kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit with this podcast. The strategies that I'm about to walk you through are exactly the strategies that I use with my one-on-one online weight loss clients. And it's the exact reason why I was able to have so much progress this this month. Um, it's because these this method really works. So let's dive right in. For this mini cut, which is just a fancy way of saying a fat loss phase and a fancier way of saying eating in a calorie deficit, uh, I was focusing on four big pillars and then a bonus fifth pillar. So those big pillars were my calories, my protein, my workouts, and my steps. And that bonus fifth pillar was hitting all of those 80% or more consistently over the next four weeks. Let's start with calories. How do you go about finding your calories for fat loss? You want to take your goal body weight and multiply that by 12. That's going to be your calories for the month. So for me, I weighed already about 127 pounds when I started this cut and I wanted to get down to about 120 pounds. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm very short. I'm 5'2 and I was already pretty lean. So my calories are going to be a lot lower than most of you probably need. And that's a good thing because low calories are not fun and you truly always want to be eating as much as possible while still losing fat. So for me, I unfortunately, because of my height, because of my current weight, have to have these lower calories, but use this equation to find your own calories. These are just mine. So 
I did 120 pounds times 12 and I got 1,440 calories a day. You can either leave it at that and eat the, those that exact amount every single day, or you can do what I did and do something called calorie cycling. I know that there are days that I have more social events going on, specifically for me, that's the weekend. And on those days, I want a little bit more flexibility with my calories while still staying in my calorie deficit. So if that sounds like you, if you know that you're someone who needs more calories some days, whether it's for you know a meal out, or maybe you're someone who is just hungrier certain days than other, whatever it is, calorie cycling might be a good fit for you. And that just means that four to five days a week, you're eating a low calorie amount, slightly under your calorie deficit daily target. And then two to three days a week, you're eating slightly over that target at a high calorie amount so that on average each day for the week, you're still hitting that calorie deficit target. So what that looked like for me, it meant that five days a week, I was eating 1400 calories and two days a week, I was eating 1600 calories. So if you total all of that up and divide it by seven days of the week, that put me at 1450 calories a day on average which is right at that target that my calorie deficit needed to be at so i chose to calorie cycle you can do either it really depends on your lifestyle and what you need so go ahead take some time do your math get your calories um, and then we'll move on to protein so Protein is really important in a calorie deficit because you really want to be make sure that you're maintaining as much muscle as possible and you're losing fat as opposed to muscle. Protein is going to help you do this. Protein is also going to help you feel a lot more full while you're in this calorie deficit. And when you are purposefully underfeeding yourself, which is the literal definition of a deficit, uh, making sure you stay full and satisfied during that is really important and it's going to make your calorie deficit feel a lot easier. So for protein, I want you to take that same goal body weight you just took and I want you to multiply it by 0.7 to one gram of protein a day. So for example, my goal body weight was 120 pounds. So I'm going to multiply that by 0.7 and get 84 grams of protein a day. So with that 0.7 to one gram range per pound of goal body weight, I was shooting for 84 grams to 120 grams of protein per day. Now you might be wondering, okay, what about fats and carbs? How do I figure those out for fat loss specifically? really all you need to be paying attention to is calories and protein. If you hit both of those, your carbs and fats are going to naturally fall into place and you're going to make amazing progress. The more metrics that you try to track, the harder this is going to feel. So my goal with my one-on-one online weight loss clients is always to keep this as simple and manageable as possible. So truly all you need are those overall calories and protein and you'll be in a great spot so don't worry about carbs and fats like i said they're going to naturally fall into place where they should be keep it manageable keep it doable and don't try and count all your macro groups and try and create these like jigsaw puzzle meals that's not fun it's overwhelming stick to calories and protein 
it's all you need. So you've got your calories, you've got your protein. Now we're going to move into workouts. Guys, I kept my same exact workouts for this cut. There is no special weight loss workouts. I changed nothing about my workout routine or what I was doing. So for me, that meant I was strength training three days a week. And then I had two days that were more dedicated to cardio. Um, so, you know, something like a long walk or I really love to hike. So I was doing that, uh, or a Peloton ride, whatever it was, two days of cardio, three days of strength training. And again, I really didn't change anything about my strength training routine. I did. I followed the same type of program that I do even when I'm in maintenance. So if you're new to workouts and you're trying to figure out, you know, what you should be doing for this cut, definitely start super manageable, but I would recommend three to four days a week of strength training following a really solid strength training program and then mixing in cardio for your overall health. That's a point that I really want to stress. We are not doing cardio to burn more calories for this cut. We don't need to do that. Um, in fact, the amount of calories you're going to burn with all that cardio is a very, very small percent compared to the total calories burned. Your body is just burning throughout the day. It's not really going to move the needle much at all, and it's going to be much harder to maintain those levels of cardio versus focusing on your nutrition for this cut and letting your calorie deficit come from your nutrition and then really focusing your workouts are the, on the things that you know are going to get you to your goals, which is strength training to help you build and maintain muscle and really achieve that toned look you're going for, and then just low-intensity cardio for your overall health. So with the workouts, though, I did keep my daily step goal. And for me, that's 8,000 steps a day. For you, I want you to start with something that's realistic. For you, that might be 8,000 steps a day. It might be something lower. So what I want you to do is go into your um, health app if you have an iPhone um, or if you have like a activity tracker, you can check in there too. But just take a look at what your average steps have been the past two weeks. And whatever that is, I want you to add 2,000 steps to that and try and make that your new daily goal. So let's say you've been getting 4,000 steps a day um, over the last couple of weeks. Now, during this cut, I want you to try and shoot for 6,000 steps a day. And reason being is that steps and overall activity are a lifestyle change that's going to make it a lot easier to maintain the progress you make on this cut. So not only just for overall health benefits that come from not leading a sedentary lifestyle, keeping your daily activity up is going to make it much easier to maintain all this progress long-term. So I want you to start getting into the habit now of daily activity, moving around a little bit more, going on walks, whatever that looks like. So recap it all back up. Go ahead, pause the podcast, rewind it, do whatever you need to do to make sure you have all your targets in place, but you want to make sure that you've got your calories, your protein, your workouts, and your steps. Now we're going to get into the juice of it. So how was I actually measuring progress during this cut? 
first thing, which is most important, is that I was tracking my consistency. Remember, I told you guys I had that goal of 80% consistency. So I needed to make sure that I hit each of these targets 80% or more over the course of the month. So for four weeks, that means that I could really only have five to six days where I wasn't hitting these targets. That's really important to understand and to know because if you're less consistent than that, it's not gonna be a surprise to you as to why you aren't making the progress you want um, because you know you need to really get your consistency up in order to actually see results and move the needle. So for me, my goal was 80%. It's a great goal. It makes sure that you're not trying to be too perfect to the point where this feels like prison. Um, it gives you some flexibility, but also makes you consistent enough so you see results. So how I was tracking consistency was using the tracker that I have my online weight loss clients use. Um, it's in Google Sheets. It's really easy. It kind of has like a tab for all of these targets. And then, you know, if you hit it, we highlighted it green. If you don't hit it, you'll leave it blank. That way you have a super clear picture at the end of the month if how consistent you've been. If you have more than six blank days for the month, you know that you got to get your consistency up and you didn't hit your goal. Um, you could also do this just using a calendar. Every day you hit your target, you get an X. Every day you don't, you leave it blank. Again, you're going to have a really clear picture of how consistent you've actually been. So tracking that consistency was the most important thing I was tracking because I knew that that consistency was key to my success. It was more important than having the most perfect plan, the best workouts out there. Consistency is what actually gets you results. So outside of that, I was also weighing myself daily and then looking at the weekly average. Reason being is, as you guys saw, if you followed on social media, your weight is going to jump all over the place. And most of those daily fluctuations are not fat gain and loss. They're actually due to water weight, having more food in your system, whatever it is. So if you're only weighing yourself once a week and it happens to be on a day that the scale's spiking up, that's going to be really demotivating and you're going to feel like your efforts are just like not being reflected on the scale. So instead, I really like to get my clients as many data points as possible and seven per week as opposed to one per week is a heck of a lot more. And it starts to take some of that pressure off the weigh-ins because you don't have this like one big weigh-in that you're like building up towards and just like crossing your fingers and hoping that it's not on a spike day. Instead, if you get on the scale and it says something you don't want it to say, but you know you've been being really consistent, you can say, oh, okay, well, I bet it's going to go down tomorrow. And most of the time it does. So I was weighing myself daily and then I was paying attention to the weekly average weight I was hitting. And my main goal was that that weekly average weight was slowly going down over time. I really just wanted about half a pound of weight loss a week. That is a fantastic rate of weight loss. If you're trying to lose more than two pounds a week, that is way, way too quick. Your methods are going to be have to be unsustainable. You're going to have to be really restrictive with yourself. So if you're looking for like an average weight of weight loss, I would shoot between 0.5 to 2 pounds per week. I also want to make it clear that that's on average over the course of your entire cut, however long it is, because there will be weeks 
where the scale just doesn't change. Even though you're doing all the right things, even though you're being super consistent, you will have weeks where the scale either stays the same or even goes up, which is why it is super important to also do these next three things, which I was also utilizing to measure progress. Make sure you are taking measurements every two weeks. I like to take them around my waist, around my hips, right where my belly button is, around your glutes, and then anywhere else you're trying to lose fat. So it could be your arms or your quads, but take those measurements every two weeks. That way, even if the scale isn't moving or the scale isn't doing what you think it should be doing, you still have other ways to measure progress and prove to yourself that you're still losing fat. Because if you're losing inches, you're losing fat. Along with that, I took progress photos. Since this was just a one month cut for me, um, I took them at the beginning and then I took them at the end of the 30 days. If you were on a longer fat loss journey, I would take them um, once a month is perfect. And just make sure that you're taking them and same with the measurements, taking them in the same way and actually same with the scale, that you're doing all these things in the same way every day. Ideally, it would be first thing in the morning, after you go to the bathroom, um, you know, you don't want to be weighing yourself or taking pictures one time, very first thing in the day before you've had any meals. And then next time you're taking it, you know, at 7 p.m. after you've had a full day of meals, like, of course, your body's going to look a little bit different. So in order to get the most apples to apples comparison, you really want to make sure that you're taking these ways of measuring progress and doing them in the, the same way um, every single time you do them. So last thing I did to measure progress was pay attention to how my clothes fit. And honestly, guys, this is my favorite way to measure progress um, because, you know, taking measurements isn't an exact science. Sometimes it's really hard to see the difference in progress photos after a short amount of time, but you know how your clothes fit on a daily basis. And if you put on a pair of shorts that used to be pretty tight on you and now they're feeling really comfortable or even a little bit loose, that's a fantastic sign that you're losing fat. And I know a lot of times people don't like to pay attention to these things because they're so focused on the numbers, but truly you know your body best. And if you feel different, if you feel like you're noticing changes in how your clothes fit or how you see yourself in a mirror, those are the true signs of progress and those are the real things that I really want you paying attention to. Now I want to dive into the actual process and I'm not going to lie to you guys. The first two weeks of this cut were tough. I felt pretty hungry. I missed the flexibility of just eating whatever I wanted. I don't love calorie counting, so I didn't, you know, I wasn't super excited to be doing that again. Uh, and you know, because my calories had to be so low, I really had to prioritize nutrient dense foods, which is fine. That's what I typically eat for the most part anyways. But that also meant that I didn't have a ton of flexibility that I normally have. So, you know, my snacks, for example, really had to be things like apples and yogurt that I knew would keep me, you know, really full throughout the day. I kind of had to 
really make sure that I was quote unquote spending my calories in the best way that would really keep me full and satisfied throughout the day instead of just, you know, having Cheez-Its because they sounded good. Like, yes, I could still have the Cheez-Its, but I just knew that those would only keep me full for a little bit as opposed to something like an apple, which is going to keep me full for a lot longer for the same amount of calories. So during this cut, it was more important to me to stay full than have something that I was like, you know, really not even really craving. They just sounded good. So really had to make sure I was prioritizing those nutrient dense foods, which, you know, because with fat loss, nothing's off limits, but there are still limits. Like everything I just broke down and everything I create content around shows you that fat loss can be simple, but I never want you to feel like it is necessarily easy because it's not like with fat loss, you will have to make some sacrifices along the way. You won't be able to eat everything you want all the time, but you know what? That's okay because fat loss is always a choice. It is never required. You're making these sacrifices because you choose to for whatever the reason is that you're losing fat. If you ever decide that, you know what, it's actually not important to you to lose weight. It's actually more important for you to be able to eat whatever you want, whenever you want it, then you can make that choice. The choice is always yours. So just know that nothing's off limits, but there are still limits when it comes to fat loss. You do have to be really consistent. And sometimes that consistency means that you're making hard choices and having to say, you know, maybe no to the ice cream to say yes to the glass of wine or saying no to the Cheez-Its because you know that the apple is going to keep you a lot more full. So really important to keep in mind, but always come back to the point that fat loss is a choice. You're doing it for a reason. Whatever that reason is, you need to keep it top of mind. So I'm going to tell you some things that helped me stay consistent and make this cut feel easier. And I think they're going to be really beneficial for you when and if you ever decide to do a cut. The first thing was I really prioritized volume foods. So volume foods are essentially foods that are low in calories. So you can eat a lot of them for a very few amount of calories, AKA you're going to be able to really fill yourself up. Um, you know, so things like really any vegetable, but especially like green leafy vegetables, oatmeal is a fantastic example, fruit, especially watermelon, um, like plain popcorn is also another really good volume food. Um, but I made sure that every single meal had some sort of high volume food in it. For me, typically that was like a vegetable. So if I was having salad, I had like a really big base of greens. Um, And of course I had, you know, carbs and protein on that salad too, but the base of it was a huge bed of greens that I knew was going to keep me full along with the rest of the things I was eating in the salad. So making sure that you're prioritizing volume foods is a really great strategy to keep yourself full and satisfied. Um, Number two, eating foods I enjoyed. So yes, I talked about that I did have to make some sacrifices and I couldn't eat everything I wanted all the time, but it is super important to make sure that the food you are eating, you enjoy. I was not just eating 
plain chicken and brown rice and broccoli because that gets old so quick. I was using seasonings that I really love. I was allowing myself to have salad dressing on a salad. I was, you know, finding low calorie, high protein recipes that I really like and taste really good. Um, you need to still eat foods you enjoy. If you try and grit through a cut or a fat loss phase and just eat, you know, really boring meals that you don't like because you feel like you quote unquote should be eating them because they're the healthiest meal, you're going to get bored of this cut so quickly. The second you really want a big juicy burger, you're going to be over this cut so quickly. So instead, think about like how can you incorporate that burger into this cut, whether it's a full, you know, restaurant burger that you build into your calories or you make it a lower calorie version at home. Maybe you even swap it for a turkey burger, but like make sure that the meals you're eating on a regular basis are ones that you're excited about and that you really like the taste of. So kind of going along with that burger, number three was that I allowed myself to enjoy special moments and meals out. Remember, I did have to make some sacrifices, which meant that not every meal could be a special occasion, but there were some periods of the month that I was like, hey, you know what? This is a really special dinner to me. I'm not going to worry about calories tonight. I'm just going to go and enjoy myself. And this is exactly why I was shooting for 80% consistency, not 100%, because at 80% consistency, I actually had the opportunity to have flexibility to go and not count my calories these days. Remember, I had five to six days out of the month that if I was over my calories or if I didn't track my calories, I was totally fine and I would still make great progress. And guess what? I ended the month at four or five days. I don't remember, <laughs> but I had at least one I think it was four days because I had one day each week that I was over my calories. Um, for myself, I still made the decision to track on those days. And for the most part, I wasn't over my calories by a ton because I was still tracking. I was still mindful, but I went into the dinner being like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy the dinner. This dinner is not about fat loss. This dinner is about, you know, the connection I was having turns out friends from college were in town every single week of this cut. So it was always that night that I went out to dinner with them. I went into dinner being like, hey, you know what? This this dinner is not about fat loss. This dinner is about connecting with my friends and making memories. And I'm not going to worry about what I'm eating because I know that I have these four days out of the month that if I'm over my calories today, I'm still going to be fine and I'm still going to make amazing progress. So don't shoot for 100% consistency. You're going to be miserable. It's not going to be fun. And eventually you're going to feel so restrictive that you totally go off the rails. Um, so instead, really important to enjoy those special moments, whether it's a birthday, a concert, a meal out with friends, an anniversary, whatever that special occasion is for you, make sure you're still allowing yourself to enjoy it, even when you're trying to lose fat. Um, this though, this next one is why I was still able to be consistent even when I was enjoying those over calorie days. It's because I remembered that one off day didn't have to mean 10 off days. So the nights that I was over my calories, I woke up the next morning and I didn't say, oh my God, I ruined everything. This scales up. I'm just, you know, I might as well just like do whatever I want this weekend and then I'll start again on Monday. 
that would have put me at way more than four over calorie days a month. And it would have really dropped my consistency. Instead, what I did after I had those high calorie days is I remembered that I didn't mess anything up. And if I got back to it that day, I would still probably be at 80% consistency for the month. So know that if you have a day where things don't go as planned or you go over your calories or whatever that looks like, you didn't mess up, you didn't ruin anything, and you're actually probably still going to be super consistent for the month if you just get right back to it that day. Count your calories, eat your normal meals, don't use an unplanned day, an over-calorie day, as an excuse to go completely off the rails. The most important thing I did to stay consistent on this cut is that I didn't freak out when the scale jumped up or didn't move how I thought it would. Again, going back to that previous example, my weight was up pretty much every day after I went over my calories. And if I didn't have a good mindset around the scale and I was letting my emotions dictate how I was thinking, I would have thrown in the towel and said, oh my God, I ruined all my progress just by having one fun night. I can't do this. I'm a failure. And guess what? I would have missed out on a ton of progress because every time I had a scale spike, I just stayed super consistent and the scale went right back down and then went down even further. You can't let these daily scale fluctuations determine how consistent you're going to be. It has to be the other way around. You have to stay consistent no matter what the heck the scale is doing because if you're using the scale to drive your daily action, you're not going to be super consistent because the scale is going to change a bunch, mostly because of water weight and it has nothing to do with the daily action that you're taking. So instead, you need to promise me that you're going to stay consistent no matter what the heck the scale is doing. And if you see a spike up, you're going to say, okay, disappointing. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm just going to keep going and see what happens. Um, because I tell all my clients like, Hey, don't worry. I'm watching your weight. If I ever see it doing something that it maybe shouldn't be doing, then we'll start taking a look at things, see if we need to change anything. But until I bring that up, you just need to stay consistent no matter what the heck the scale is doing on a daily basis. So that is my biggest takeaway during your fat loss phase. You cannot freak out when the scale jumps up. You have to just Keep taking action knowing that you'll never be able to fully control the scale or what it does. But what you can do is how you react to that that scale. And if you decide to give up completely because of a random little plastic box in your bathroom, or if you keep going and continue taking action because you know that you can't control the scale, but you can control your daily action every single day. This is probably the meat of the podcast that you guys have really been waiting for, which is the results. So I mentioned at the beginning, my starting weight was 127.2 pounds. I ended this cut at 122.2 pounds. I did have one day where my weight was lower than that this week, but my weekly average for this final week was 122.2. So I lost five pounds over the course of four weeks, which is 
an amazing rate of weight loss. It's a lot more than that half pound I was shooting for. So I'm super happy with this. I also lost two inches on my waist, two and a half inches on my hips and one inch on my quads, which again, I do want to stress that is a lot for just a month. So if you're hearing this being like, why am I not making this kind of progress? I want you to remember that I do this for a living. I have done a lot of cuts along the way. I am a pro at this. Um, So it's your first cut is going to be the hardest one. The first time you try to lose weight in a sustainable way, it's going to be the hardest one. You're building new habits. You're learning new habits. After that, and the longer you're counting calories and the longer you're in a calorie deficit, the easier it's going to feel because you already have the skills and the habits. So should you expect these same level of results right out of the gates within 30 days, the very first time you try a calorie deficit? To be honest, no, probably not. But can you expect these kind of results as you go on if you stay consistent and stay patient? Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly actually why I made all this progress. Over the course of the month, I ended at 85% consistency and hitting all my targets. And that is the number one reason why I saw all this progress. It was not because my workouts were perfect. It was not because my calories were perfect. It was not because, you know, my meals were absolutely perfect. It's because I was just really, really consistent and I was above that 80% consistency line. So that's the biggest thing I focus on with my online weight loss clients. Like anyone can get some calories, get some workouts and try and figure things out. But what your progress really comes down to is your consistency and how consistent you are or are not being. So that is my number one focus with my clients is determining how we can keep their consistency up. If they're not being consistent, what are those things you need to change? What are those behaviors and new habits we need to start building to help you get more consistent? Because ultimately consistency is the driver behind your results. That is it for this mini cut update. If you guys found this helpful, please let me know. Please consider sharing with a friend that helps me grow a ton. If this was super helpful and you're like, wow, I want to do this, but I still am a little lost or I think I need a little bit more accountability or I don't want to figure out any of these numbers. I just want someone to do it for me. Then please sign up for one-on-one online coaching. You can apply through my website, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I would absolutely love to take all the guesswork out of it for you so you can focus on just the doing part and know that if you just follow the plan I lay out for you, you're going to get amazing results. And I want you guys feeling like you can still live your life while losing fat and getting super strong. That is my number one goal. So if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I love to hear from you guys, but otherwise have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.